Hello, I'm Jack Russell, and welcome to Positive Life Skills. This is our sixth session, and I'd like to share with you some fundamentals on leadership. Leadership is perhaps one of the most important things in our society today. But imagine if you were 10 years old. Imagine if you were looking at the world at some of our recent leaders, Trump, Johnson, Putin, Xi, Kim Jong-un, Assad, Maduro, and the list just goes on. How would they look? How do they behave? How do they act? Are they consistent? Are they genuine? Are they authentic? You see, too many people seem to get to the top of any organization if they can speak well, if they can if they're good orators, if they can get to influence people, either positively or negative, they can often get that. But I'd like to look at what good leadership looks like. I'd like to think about how we can focus on really good leadership. There are 850 definitions of leadership, if you to Google it on the internet. But for me, the real nub of leadership is about being good with people. It's how to grow people. It's how to unlock potential. It's how to positively influence people. You can't change people, but you can influence them. It's about being an expert communicator, both internally and externally. And it's about being great at making decisions. And those are just a few that I really think are important. But anytime I run a leadership program, the first thing I ask is, do you see yourself as a leader? And it's incredible how many people just don't see themselves as leaders. Or they've got the wrong paradigm of leadership. They think leadership's about being out in the front. You know, put the flag up, follow me. You've got to lead from the front. But we can lead from the middle. We can lead from the back. We can be a really good follower. But leadership is complex. But above all, it's about being consistent with what you do and how you are. And I think it starts with personal leadership. It's how you lead yourself, and it's how you show up, how you behave. And the very first thing, I think, as a leader is you've actually got to like yourself. Not necessarily love yourself, but you've got to like yourself. Because if you don't like you, how can you start to like and get the best from others? You've got to be a role model. And I think that how you show up is crucial. How you behave, how you act, are your values congruent with how you are? got to put time into you, time into making sure that if you can be with integrity, honesty, and if you can be consistent. I always say to people, consistency is so important. If you're going to be a really bad leader, be a bad leader all the time. But don't be a great leader and then a really poor leader. Be consistent. And consistency is difficult for most people to find that middle ground. You've got to be good at communicating internally. You know, how's your chatterbox? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it with a growth mindset or is it with a fixed mindset? But how you communicate with yourself is massive. You've got to be confident. Confidence comes from positive experiences. And the more positive experiences you have, the more confident you become. You've got to be, I think, emotionally intelligent. Able to understand your emotions so that they work for you rather than against you to be able to manage your inner chimp, 
to be able to have empathy, not sympathy. If somebody's struggling, you don't want to get down in the pit with them, but you want to be able to throw them a rope and be empathetic and help them out of that pit. I think you've also got to have some decent and good IQ. Got to have a modicum of intelligence to be able to to make good decisions. We never teach decision-making in school, or I've never seen a lesson on decision-making. Yet, as I've said before, the quality of your life depends on the quality of your decision-making. You know, who you choose to have relationships with, who you, where you choose to live, who you choose to, uh, to, to work for and with. Decision-making is absolutely key. And as a leader, those decisions are often critical. Do you make the right decisions? Most people struggle often when it's a crisis or even a day-to-day to make decisions daily. And perhaps above all, are you accountable? Accountable to yourself and accountable to others. And for many people, they don't put enough time into themselves. I always love the analogy, as I've mentioned before, of putting the oxygen mask on first before you put on others. Almost that principle of being selfish to be selfless, looking after number one so you can look after number two. If you can get the best out of yourself as a leader, then you can start getting the best out of others. But if you're so focused on helping others and and, and developing others, but you're forgetting yourself, then you run on empty. Often this old myth about management and, and leadership seems to be complicated, but it's really very simple. We manage things and we lead people. We often start off our, our management roles as administrators. You know, we deal with the, with the technical side of, of things. We then become involved in management where we've got to be able to deal with risk, policy, procedure, dealing with profit and loss. And then we move into leadership and we start moving into how to grow people, how to unlock their potential, um, how to get the best out of people, how to create vision, how to tell people where they're going and, and take people with you and influence those people. And then above that, perhaps we step into visionary and inspirational leaders. And, you know, at that sort of level, it's probably 85% about people and 15% sort of technical side of things. But it's exhausting to constantly be focused on people. And therefore, there are times when we need to balance that management and leadership together. So we have a foot in both camps where we one time need to manage and another time need to lead. So how do we lead others? Well, I worked with uh, John Potter. I've mentioned him before. And John came up with a few ideas on competencies of leadership. And I've developed some of these. But the first, I think, is really important. And just perhaps rate yourself from zero to 10. 10 being excellent and zero being really poor. Let's start off with how you are as a role model. It's pretty much how you show up, how you act, how you behave, what you believe in, your confidence, how you set examples, your standards, your qualities and your principles. It's about your attitude. You know, do you develop skill and knowledge? And many people don't put, as I've said, enough time into themselves. But I think it starts with you. It's got to start with actually really taking a deep dive into your own personal development so that you look at your own leadership before you start to look at others. Give yourself a score, zero to 10. The next competency I'd like to share with you is communication. 
And I mentioned already that many people get to the top of organizations because they're excellent orators. You watch anyone when they present, if they are excellent, often they start to to get to the top. And especially if they've got something to say, which influences others in a positive way. Many people are very influenceable. You know, I'll walk into a room of two or 300 people and I'll just say, stand up. Everyone will stand up. Only two or three people will be sitting. You know, we can influence people very quickly, very easily. Got to be careful with, with making sure that we influence people in the right way. But watch those people who have a real skill with their communication. They can present. Not only do you have to be a great presenter, but you also have to be able to listen really well. And I think great leaders are able to listen incredibly well. You've got to be able to manage those four color energies that I've talked about before. Fiery red, sunshine yellow, earth green and cool blue. Being able to communicate on all levels with all people, with all different personalities. How are you as a communicator, internally, externally? Give yourself a score from zero to 10. The next area that I think is really important and the next competency is emotional intelligence. You know, how emotionally intelligent are you? Are you able to walk into the room and read the room? Are you able to notice when people feel sad, happy, depressed, anxious? Can you sense how people are? Can you pick up on working with people's hearts and minds? Are you self-awareness? Is your self-awareness high? Are you aware of how you are? Are you aware of how others are? Are you empathetic, not sympathetic? Can you manage that inner chimp? Most people, when they think about emotional intelligence find it often quite difficult to really feel how others are feeling. But it's an absolute crucial area for leadership. So give yourself a score from zero to 10. So those three areas, role model, communication, and emotional intelligence, are really about self. They're the personal, they're the personal side of leadership. Now let's look really at how we work with our team. The next three areas are how we work with with a team. The next area is being able to create vision. You know, can you look into the future? It's often the really good place to get interested in. It's where we're going to spend the rest of our lives rather than looking in the rearview mirror and talking about what used to happen. But can you create vision? Can you share with your team or organization you know, where you are now, where you'd like to be, and how you're going to get there? Have you got purpose? If you haven't got direction, as many people that I've worked with haven't, you can feel lost, deeply lost, rudderless. You know, so many people tell me about that feeling of driving when they're on their way to a meeting and they're lost. It's that horrible feeling in the pit of your stomach. Important meeting, totally lost. And many organizations don't often know where they're going. To know where you're going, to have clear mission, to have clear strategy goals, and to make sure that you line up with your values is absolutely crucial. In other words, getting everybody on board because you've communicated it so clearly. I was working in a company once, and I said to the senior team, do you mind if I walk around in the lunch break and just talk to everyone that I can see in the company and just ask them where they're going and where the business is going? And they said, yeah, be delighted to. 
And as I walked around and I talked to you know, a number of people, they all knew where they were going. Human beings become confident when they know where they're going. And give yourself a score, how you create vision, zero to 10. 10 being excellent. The next area is how we align our team. I've mentioned already that we need to get people on the bus. I've mentioned that we have pilots that like to drive the bus. We have co-pilots who are the participants. They like to, to make sure that they can stand in for the pilot. They can have the pilot's back and make sure that he or she is supported with their navigation. Behind them are, are passengers that sit there along for the ride that are not, not necessarily positive or negative, but they're just neutral. And behind the passenger often sits a prisoner. They're the people that have got the golden handcuffs. They can't get off the bus. They're the people that don't want to leave the team because they can't. But they can be negative. They can often pull a whole team in a very negative spiral. And then behind them, you've got the protesters, the people that want to challenge perhaps the pilot or the co-pilot. They're the ones that speak truth to power, wrong direction, wrong fuel, wrong bus, wrong people. So can you align your team? Can you get your team all going in the right direction? Can you make sure that you have roles, responsibilities? Can you get the best from others? Can you create a really exceptional, high-performing team? Give yourself a score from zero to 10 on how you can get the best from aligning your team. The next area is motivation. Motivation is so crucial. And yet many of us never really measure motivation in an organization. We can measure heart rate, blood pressure, we can measure all sorts of things in life, but often we can't necessarily measure motivation. And think about motivation. Are you highly motivated? Are your team highly motivated? Do you know what drives your people? Do you know what motivates them? You know, I like to work with, with nine motivators, call it motivational maps. But I often ask people, tell me what the person that you've worked with for 10 or 15 years, tell me what motivates them. And people really haven't got a clue most of the time. Find out what motivates people. If you can motivate yourself, be that role model, can you motivate others? Can you get the best out of them? Give yourself a score, zero to 10. So those three areas, creating vision, aligning the team and motivation, are really all about team. And when we think about team, we often know that we've got a, three areas to work with. You know, we want to work with the task, we want to work with the team, and we want to get the best out of individuals. And it is a juggling act to be able to juggle all those three areas, to have them working together with synergy. The next three areas are really about change. And I think with leadership, change is inevitable. You know, we're bringing around positive change. So what happens in a crisis? The next one is action in a crisis. You know, how do you behave? Are you a good problem solver? Can you make good decisions? Can you keep calm? Can you move towards action? Or do you just become into analysis by paralysis and you feel stuck, unable to cope. And in fact, some people actually create problems and they create challenges just so they can deal with the crisis. But how are you in a crisis? Can you step up 
and not necessarily just do things right, but do the right things. I love the analogy in Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about the Titanic going down, and there are some people on the back deck who are straightening deck chairs, and they are playing music. They are doing things right, but they're not doing the right things. The right things is getting people into lifeboats, into life jackets. Do you do things right, or do you do the right things? Give yourself a score from zero to 10 when it comes to action in crisis. The next area of um, competency is being an agent of change. Are you an agent of change? Do you look for constant improvement? Do you look for new ways to do things? Do you look to develop a growth mindset, not stuck in a fixed mindset that says this will never happen, but the growth mindset that said, let's give it a go. If it fails, that's okay, we'll learn. Do you stretch? Because too many people live in their comfort zone. But being an agent of change means we're looking for constant improvement, kaizen as the Japanese call it. Always looking at what we can do differently to improve not only people, but also projects, people, uh, organizations. The last one is coach, leader as coach. How are you as a coach? Can you unlock potential? Can you grow others? Can you hold others accountable? Are you confidential? Are you neutral, unbiased? Allowing yourself to go in, not to have a cozy chat with somebody, but to have a very focused chat on where they are now, where they want to be, and how they're going to get there. And then hold them accountable. Be able to set up a, a written or verbal contract to say, I'll come back to you, and I'll check that that's happened. Can you do that? So those last three areas are very much about change, dealing with action in crisis, being an agent of change, and then being a coach, a leader as coach. Give yourself a score for that last one, leader as coach, zero to 10. And I imagine that you may have given yourself a 10 in one or two of those areas, but I can imagine that you probably have not given yourself a 10 in all of those areas. Role model, communication, emotional intelligence, creating vision, aligning the team, motivation, action in crisis, agent of change, and ultimately leader as coach. And therefore my challenge to you is what could you do to start thinking about how you could step up as a leader and start thinking about that real consistency and that real improvement about what you could do every single day to start really, really taking people with you. Most people are often lost. That's why we've got so much of a challenge in our society with drugs, alcohol, obesity. Most people are, are, are lost. They don't know where to go. And what we need is leadership. We need people to really help people to inspire people to take action. Look at some of the younger you know, leaders in our society, Greta Thunberg, who was so you know, fed up with how the world was dealing with this climate crisis. She took action. I wonder if more young people could then start really looking at leadership. I wonder what would happen. I wonder what we'd see on a daily basis. Years ago, we were cleaning a beach with some young people 
and there were endless barrels and chemicals that had been blown into this beach in Dorset, in the south of, uh, of the UK. And these young people were really unhappy about this. They contacted the head of Shell, they wrote, and they said, we're not happy about this. They got letters back. They started communication with the head of Shell. Be that bellwether. Be that person. If you're not happy with what's going on in our world, challenge it. Write to people. Take action. You know, be the protester on the back of the bus, you know, as a leader that then says, this is not good enough. And above all, above absolute all, is take action. Inaction is death. Action is what we need. People to step up, take action, and start making real positive changes in our world today. Thank you.